0: Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Insight Podcast, giving you a unique insight into the music and ministries of independent Christian artists. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs.
1: Thank you very much, and welcome to the show, my friends. We're talking today to Jim Huddleston. Jim started out in Texas, but somehow or other, and we're going to maybe find out how that happened, he ended up in the Savannah, Georgia area. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So, okay, so first of all, I I always ask people, this is just just something I do, how the weather is where you are. And uh, so what do we got there in the Savannah area?
0: Well, we're going to be in mid-70s right now and slightly overcast. The humidity is fairly low today, so we're not uh, we're not suffering too much today.
1: That's cool. That, I mean, well, that's warm. That's whatever. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> where's my coffee? Uh, you sound like a weatherman, Jim. You could do it. You could do a weather forecast. That sounded really good. And the reason I ask is because we talk to people from all over the world on this uh, on this show, and uh, you know, somebody in Australia might say one thing, and somebody from Canada might say another. I just I'm just always. Uh, fascinated by all the, the difference in the in the weather and t- things uh around the world so uh thank you and we're and uh, i would like to tell people we're in southern pennsylvania we've probably got low 60s here today uh but it is kind of sunny and uh, yeah it's getting cooler but okay anyway so jim what brought you or what what took you from texas to, to georgia
0: well that's that's a little bit of a story but i'll try to condense it for you here uh, uh i was born and raised in texas Graduated a little bit early from high school, and then when I was about seventeen, I left Texas and went into the Marine Corps. Then in Marine Corps, I traveled a little bit. I ended up getting out while I was in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And when I got out of the Marine Corps I was in about 1989, and I took on a job as a, at an automobile dealership in sales, and then I ended up staying in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon for about 25 years until my wife and I just decided that Oregon had outgrown us, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sure.
0: So we literally, I said, I don't want to go back to Texas, but I'd like to live on the coast and I'd like to be back on the that side of the world. And we actually took our fingers and went down the map and our fingers stopped on Savannah. And we prayed about it and did some Google, or not Google, but uh, YouTube videos of it, and mm-hmm. we moved here. All right. So I retired here not quite two years ago.
1: Okay. All right. So has music always been a part of uh, of your life? Did it get way back to the beginning, or is it something that kind of uh, came up on you uh, later in life?
0: Uh, no, it started uh, quite early, as a matter of fact. My... Uh, my stepfather was a barber uh, growing up, but uh, we, were, we grew up poor, and he made a side living uh, playing steel guitar for a Western swing band. And so at one time, this swing band was very popular, and they had set up all of their equipment at this barber shop. So every day after school, I would stop by there and get to strum guitars with whoever might be playing there and it just kind of picked up from there at one point they took me with them and i started playing with my dad's band and they would take me around and then it just grew from there i've always had a love for it and i through the years even when i was working my longest hours and raising a family i always had a guitar in the in the corner somewhere in the house and yeah and now the kids are grown so i get to play a little more often than i used to
1: all right amen to that and and any other instruments besides guitar or is that the that it
0: so guitar and bass uh piano pretty much anything with strings that's not tuned like a violin
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like that (laughs) or in in country music we say not like a fiddle
0: right (laughs) yeah not like a fiddle not like a mandolin yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I play a
1: little guitar myself, but mandolin, uh, fiddle, violin, no, not really. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, so, I used to travel with a Southern Gospel group called uh, The Rights many years ago. Okay. And they had this, these people that played there in Texas called the Huckabee Family, and they were all acoustic bluegrass. And those guys could put it down on these entrance. Really?
1: <laughs> are, are you a bluegrass fan, Jim?
0: I, I I needed some bluegrass. Yeah, I, I grew up... Uh, it's a great story. Uh, I got introduced to it early as well. We went to a, co- a place in McKinney, Texas where they were having a festival. And my parents have this... Uh, it's amazing. Pictures say a thousand words, but they don't always mean the same thing that the picture looks like. There's a picture of me sitting on Bill Monroe's lap. He was a famous um, oh, bluegrass yeah. guy. And... The reality, I'm sitting up paying attention, and he's smiling, and it looks like a great picture. But what had happened was I was hyperactive, little redheaded kid running around, and I knocked over his mandolin case. Ooh. And he, he had picked me up and set him on his knee to give me a talking to. But before my, before my dad rescued me, he took a picture.
1: <laughs> oh, so the picture wasn't, it? Wasn't, the scene wasn't quite what it was pictured to yeah. be. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you can, I mean, all you got to do is say, hey, I, yep, I met Bill Monroe, I sat on his lap. End of story.
0: I can Yes, and I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I mean, yeah. When you're talking bluegrass. That's a that's a big name right there. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. So m- maybe some of that, you know, as you sat there, maybe some of that
0: rubbed off. Oh yeah, I was. uh Well, what what happened was, you know, those guys. There was a band. They were called the Seven Row Brothers Band, and their sister played for the Bob Wills band in stand-up bass when they were all barbers and locksmiths, all in that same town, the brothers. Mm. And so but they all congregated to practice at the barber shop where my dad was. And yeah, no, I always had a guitar there and I always uh, I could always get one of those guys to come over and show me a few things and pretty soon I was strumming it on my own. And so I, I owe a lot of what I what I play and my style to early country music, western swing, bluegrass, kind of roots.
1: Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. And boy, when it when it uh, uh, comes early like that, when you're exposed to it early, boy, the roots go really deep, don't they, Jim?
0: Yeah, they they really do, and they really last with you. And you know, I've had the pleasure of of getting to use it more and more. I still play in church, and I still um, again I'm writing, writing gospel music again. And but I had written it before. It gave me an opportunity to be able to play with a gospel group at like an early age. You know, and when I say early, I mean twelve to uh, up to about uh, seventeen for about five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still play gospel to this day.
1: Right, and 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 you're one of those guys that there's like three different to me. There's three different categories of musicians. You know, there's the there's the ones that that just they do it on the side if they feel like it. They might do it and then they can put it down, and it doesn't really matter if they do it or not. On the other extreme, there's those who would not never even consider doing anything else, uh, and then there's guys like you and me that you know maybe we have a we we have a main a career uh, I'm a real estate appraiser but music is always there it never really goes away uh, and it sounds like that's where you are as well it's like you know, guys like you and i we just can't not do it right
0: yeah and, and you're right in the in the respect that you know you want to yeah you know, it, it's one of those things that well it would be great if you could. Mm-hmm. But when you're raising a family, and especially yeah. a young family, the the kind of sacrifices that these some of these bands and musicians have to make isn't conducive to a good family life.
1: Exactly. Yeah, something has to give there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that's you know wise decision to enact a situation where uh, you know the music uh, God's not maybe asking. In some cases, to put everything into it at the expense of uh, of family and things like that. So, anyway, so moving on, um, you uh, you've been writing Christian Christian music, but you do you do covers as well? Is that right? I'm kind, of, kind of a mixture.
0: Well, I don't I don't do a whole lot of covers. Um, okay. At least I haven't I haven't recorded a great deal of covers. Anything okay. that you've heard to date, I've written myself okay um right. in fact I think the bulk of what I am putting out will be originals that I've actually written you know I do a lot of I do a lot of the covers in church and I enjoy a lot of the other musicians and their their music that's out there it's just i'm for me it's kind of like therapy you know I'll see something happen or something happens to me or I'm thinking about something from yeah. past days and I sit down and I write a song so I've got a trove of them that i i've got to get through, and then if i ever run out then <laughs> I, I might do a cover or two but i don't think
1: you'll ever really run out jim i'm just from one <laughs> little time we've talked together i don't think you will especially I, I don't know if i should say it this way in in country and gospel music i don't know that it, we ever there's always something to write about
0: there really is yeah uh I I never realized how much there was until I actually had to jump at the almost be 55 in November. And, you know, with the kids grown and now I retired, I started having a lot of things to look at, a lot of things to think about and talk about. Ah,
1: Yes, I'm sure I can see what it would be. Definitely be a difference there. I'm not, I'm not in the retired category yet. Getting close, but um, yeah, when you, when you can when you can slow down and look around, the more the more you look around, the more you see, and the more we can write about. I, I love to this I, from uh, one of the websites here that features you. It, it says about you. It says I, I look to glorifying God, providing for my family, and changing lives. If only one for the better. Yeah. Yes. Can you expand on that just a little bit, especially that last part, changing a life, even if it's only one.
0: Well, here's the thing. We we live in trying times. Mm, um, what it doesn't what it doesn't say about me in there is I actually worked really hard to you know to minister God's word. The gospel band that I was with, I had a mentor by the name of Roland Wright, and he had a a, a big influence on my Christian growth as opposed to uh, other parts of my growth or my music growth. It was more of the faith-based side of things. And so he helped really instill in me, and of course, when you get diligent in the Word of God, it gets instilled in you, is that there is an order in which things need to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, with God being first and my family being second, My service in the military to my country was third, and then whatever time was left, I would devote for music. But, you know, I ministered all over when I was traveling with the gospel band, and then even as an adult, I have been part of ministries during the fires in uh, Oregon and displaced families and uh, other causes that I've taken my Bible to to go see if I could help or pray with people. And I took a swing at preaching there for a time also. And, you know, there was a time when we were traveling and playing that I was, I would get frustrated because Mm. if you've been in music for any length of time, you're going to get that crowd that just, you just don't mesh with. Mm. Or maybe they don't mesh with you or, or what have you, or they don't, you don't feel like they're appreciative of what you're doing. And, I, you know, sometimes as a young man, I would get frustrated with that. And I would always tell Roland, I was like, you know, maybe next summer, let's not go back there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that maybe we could have a little bit more fun. And he always said, and it stuck with me, he goes, try to think about you're not preaching to the crowd. Just think of the crowd. You're trying to preach to the one. But you don't know which one the one is, mm. so you're going to have to preach to them to reach the one, and that's really what it means. If I could, if they could put on my, you know, headstone someday that, or if I could get to heaven someday, how about we'll do it go that way? Okay. I get to heaven someday, and somebody walks up and shakes my hand and says, "You know, something you said or did is why I got saved, and that's why I'm in heaven." That'd be awesome. Wow.
1: Yeah, reminds me of that song. And who did that song? Um, oh my goodness! I even recorded it years ago. <laughs> uh, Jim, the older you get, the memory just seems to go, doesn't it? There's a song. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> there's a song about that. And I know our listeners are saying, "I know the one! I know the one!" Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, all right, let's move on. Maybe it'll maybe it'll come to me. I dreamed I was in
0: heaven. and You were there with me. Oh, oh, I know the one you're talking about. Hang yeah. on. Don't 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 say anything because I'll lose it. Okay. Um back in Sunday school. Thank you for giving to the Lord. That's it. Where he says uh when I was a Sunday school in New York Yep. When I was only eight. Yeah, I remember the song.
1: Yeah, so it reminds me. And and that you know, and that it's so meaningful and uh friends forgive us for not remembering for our stammering and stuttering here but I, I could sometimes i edit that out jim but i'm just going to leave it in because we're just two guys uh we're just chatting and they get to listen in so <laughs> but that, that's a great song um and that's that's what you, I, I know what you're saying you know if we could just you know it's sometimes it's just about reaching that that one and i think uh, a lot of artists maybe may especially when they're starting out and i'll even confess to this a little bit myself say well if i can't reach a hundred people or 500 people or if i can't do a concert of to a thousand people well i don't i don't want to do it you know but (laughs) it's it's that one
0: right it is it's that one and i i think if we could see more people trying to reach that one i think we'd have a whole lot uh easier time in this day and time i mean i think right now it would be a sad thing if I said, you know, I can't play anymore. I just don't have the energy anymore. It would be really horrible for me because I think right now there's a lot of folks that really need to hear a good message, Mm. you know,
1: and, and to, uh, not not to give up just to keep going uh, a friend of yep. mine wrote the words to a song and i put it to music but uh it's it's called uh life left to live you've got a lot of life left to live you got a lot of love left to give it talks to those of us who say you know i, I got more years behind me than i do in front of me i don't know if i can do this anymore i'm getting tired
0: well can- God always finds a way to use us, doesn't He? he I think He does. He He knows where we need to be and when we need to be there.
1: That's for for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that, Jim, because I know there's somebody listening that's saying, "Oh, yeah, He's talking to me." Right. So yeah, and that's you know the same way, Jim. We're talking about uh, as we talk on this on this podcast. You know, we're talking to just maybe just one person that needs to hear that message you know what we just talked about
0: yeah, yeah you know we just had a great service not too long ago i i go to a baptist church here in, in savannah yeah and they are uh they're such a wonderful group of people but they were just they started doing like a wednesday testimony night so like every wednesday night they have special music and one person from the congregation would give a testimony and it was like it was pretty amazing. It was an amazing six, seven months because it's amazing how or where people get saved. Yeah, it, it, it just blows me away. I'm, and there, I, I think of the like one that says they were saved on the radio. At least that's <laughs> how, that's how they claim they were listening yep. to a radio show, pulled over and prayed, and was saved.
1: That sounds yeah. We talk about the Wednesday so a Wednesday night. Uh, and sometimes it's a Wednesday night prayer meeting or whatever. But Wednesday night testimony. Well, I like that.
0: Well, we have a whole service um, on Wednesday nights. It's from six thirty to seven thirty. The message is a little condensed, but they they're doing something every every Wednesday. There's a testimony, and then they have special music, and then the message, of course. But I thought it was a new idea. Yeah, I've never seen that done before. And I mm. actually ended up with a couple of songs out of it.
1: <laughs> okay. Amen, Jim. All right. See so you are you are paying attention.
0: Oh, yeah. I yeah. I listen to everything everybody says. I mean, that's how you get to know people. Yes,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and we need that. Before we hit record, we talked about a couple songs that you have done, and one of them is Say Hello and then Heaven On My Mind. Say Hello. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Share where that came from and uh, the meaning of it.
0: Well, uh, Say Hello is actually, I had written that one first, but recorded it second Okay. to those two, but Say hello is about my old ways. It it literally is about me is where I thought I was the only one, you know, I'd listened to the messages and I felt like I was getting singled out. And I thought basically here I am all alone. And I didn't think I was a sinner. I thought I was on my own, you know, doing my own thing and people, you know, just didn't understand me for whatever reason. And so, when I got saved and started reading and being in the Word, you know, I realized that um, why there were so many people that were saved now because you know the things that I read in in Matthew and then the verses that were shown to me on the what you and I would call the uh, Roman Road, they were heartbreaking because to come face to face with the fact that you're a sinner. And so, the nature of the song was to say goodbye to the old days and my old ways, but mm. to say hello to my new heart because uh-huh. I felt completely different you know and- and people do you you you've been there i mean that day that you get saved and everything's like new, and you begin you don't wanna do the things that you used to do anymore and the further you get into the word and the more diligent you are, the more you wanna get that relationship with god where you you know him at least half as well as he knows you or maybe yeah. a fraction more <laughs> right, than he knows right. you i don't think we can ever quite get there but um but that quote clo- that kind of a relationship yeah so always always i'm always working towards improvement in my walk in my christian life and that Always is going to have to do with saying goodbye to something old and saying hello to something new.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that. then. say hello. So then, heaven on my mind. That that one really, when I when I see that title, Jim, it's like it's a familiar thought. I've got heaven on my mind. Of course, it sounds like a great song title. <laughs> So, uh, but I, I know it, it's going to be unique. Although it's a common phrase, it's going to be very unique to you. So go ahead and and, and talk about that.
0: Well, heaven on my mind. You know it. It serves as the keywords as uh keywords of one of the choruses in the song is, but it's about what's happened to me since I've been saved and since I got heaven on my mind. yeah. You know, once I got saved, you know, I started about thinking about my Christian walk. And then, you know, as certain events happen in our world, and sometimes, you know, you get to that point where you're like, okay, Lord, let's let's, let's go home now. I'm ready for the mansion. Yeah. And <laughs> that kind of thing. So you're really thinking about heaven for real. And then we, along our path from where we were before, To where we actually became saved. You know, there's a path that we've left behind us. And my particular path, you know, I, you know, like I said, I spent my, my time in the Marine Corps and then I spent almost 30 years in the automobile industry and I've met lots and lots of people. And I'm sure that there's so many that I, I know my mother for one, you know, it took me longer to get saved than most. Some people go through a phase where maybe they thought they were saved, but they just didn't understand what it really was, you know. Mm -hmm. And that was probably me. That really disappointed my my folks for quite some time, you know, as far as that walk. I mean, I didn't get any kind of trouble to the degree that you see on television these days. But, you know, disappointment's a disappointment, you know, which is something I would never want to do for my parents or embarrass them or shame them in any way. The hurt feelings and things that I may have left behind, that was what heaven on my mind is actually written about. It's about, you know, goodness, it would take a lifetime for me to go back and apologize to everybody, you know, that was in the wake of my unchristian walk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if there was some way that I could make it up to them. So the point about it was to write this song and It's kind of an apology, you know, kind of let people know. I'll give you one of the key phrases of the verse is I'm searching for forgiveness that I don't deserve to find. Ah. And that really is my definition of my life. I'm looking for uh, forgiveness, been forgiven by God. I'm content with that. But, you know, if there's still people out there that I could. Apologize to. I just the song puts it out there that I would so gladly do that.
1: Jim, I know right. I I can identify with that. I know right where you're coming from. I have some of the same thoughts myself. And I'm sure some of our listeners can really identify with that. And maybe, it may be most of us because we've all. To one extent or another, we've we've wronged people, we've hurt people we've, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, and uh, some we know about, and some we probably maybe never know about things that we did. Yeah, so that's that's a great thought.
0: Yeah, I I just uh, I pray daily for the folks that are out there. You know, people that I remember, and I you know I stay in prayer about it, and I. But you keep moving forward is always the the goals
1: that is true yeah absolutely keeping keeping moving forward we can't we can't stay back there uh, where god doesn't really like sometimes i i heard the phrase uh, you know you don't you don't live there anymore
0: we are truly in a pilgrim land <laughs> we, uh-huh. we're not we're not there anymore <laughs> So, Jim, what's what's it?
1: What about music? Is it that uh, uh, this is kind of a deep question? But what what if, about what do you think it is about music that reaches people where nothing else will?
0: Well, well I, I think there's like a, a, a couple of things. I mean, you know, most of us can slow down long enough to get caught in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, I for one, prior to being saved. If I saw what appeared to be a preacher coming my way. And, you know, stand on a bus corner in downtown, uh, in downtown sometime, and within 10 minutes, you're going to have someone that looks like a preacher walking your way. I would run. But you start tapping your toe to a melody, and then all of a sudden, you hear the words. I think people can always slow down long enough to get caught in a moment. And with a song, a moment's about all it takes. Oh, good point. I love the way you put that. It's also for me, I can remember songs. I don't always remember information, but yeah. I I remember songs. We were having a joke about it because they were the preacher was talking about his weird thing that he does is he had decoded the alphabet and by number, right? And so if his kids were being honorary hey, Dad, can I do this or can I do that? He would give them a fourteen, fifteen, which which meant N-O. And I told him, I said, that's not so weird, man, because I can still recite the preamble to the Constitution because I learned it in a song.
1: Music helps us remember, memorize it.
0: Yeah, so I, 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 for me, it's the, it's those two things. I can always slow down long enough to get caught in the moment, and I, I learn if I start singing something, I can, I can... Learn it and remember it.
1: It'll stick with you.
0: And I, I hope that's how my music works out for people. I'd love for a really great message. You know, if um, folks find something catchy and they start he- catching themselves singing the words, well, it happens to me all the time with like a lot of the different gospel standards. Right. I'll get a song caught in my head and I'll just sing it over and over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again for the rest of the day, not realizing at the end of the day, I'll go, you know, I'm going to find out who put that song in my head. But yeah, the repetition of it, uh, I think it's, I think it's a great medium for a ministry.
1: I, I totally agree, and I, I, you know, we can't do without the preaching and the teaching verbally. But without the music, yeah, it, it's we don't have the whole package. That's for sure. Music's been a part of worship and and uh, and ministry, yeah, right right since the beginning. So you've been doing this a while. And like we said, you get your song inspiration from 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 life, from experiences. And uh, oh, I know what it was. Uh, it was uh, the things that trigger songs in our head. I'm, I'm just going to ram, I'm rambling here, but that's okay. I do it very yep. well. I've had a lot of practice at it. So you, something will trigger a song. Is it's something you'll hear a phrase or something that for me anyway, you'll, you'll hear a phrase, somebody might say something, or you'll see something that reminds you of a line in the song. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's the song, right? Yep.
0: There's the song. <laughs> there's the in song. fact, I've written, like I've written a lot of songs that way, you know, I'm going like, wow, that's really touching, man. That, And you will remember a song, and then you'll remember whole verses. I struggled the other day. I can't remember. I can't tell you what song it was. Uh, But the other day, I was struggling to remember a song that I wrote. And then I literally literally heard somebody say something on the radio about six hours later, and I was like, wait a minute. They just said something that's in that song, and then I remembered the song. Ah, okay
1: you know jim we got a bunch of listeners with their heads bopping up and down right now (laughs) they they know exactly what we're talking about and hopefully they're saying yeah i like these guys they're just like us
0: (laughs) anyway i'm hoping they say i hope they listen to my songs and then they'll be stuck in their heads dad there we go you heard him guys you heard him
1: Okay, we're gonna we're we, gonna wrap up here in a couple of minutes. We're gonna before we go, we're gonna give you all the information that you need to find Jim Huddleston online. So, Jim, uh, finally, what what discouragements and obstacles have you faced? Some of the bigger ones that you faced over the over the years as you've tried to, you know, use your gifts for the Lord. It's uh, you know, maybe it could be an encouragement to somebody else maybe facing something similar.
0: Well, you know, here's what I'll. First, I'll say to parents: um, Stay involved in your in your children's education, and you know, for the things that they hear out of my mouth, like when I, my want my kids hear out of my mouth, I want them to all be good and godly things, and the discouragements come but they don't have to be discouragements you just have to really look at it in a different light you know i talked about roland wright and what he taught with me when i was upset with the crowds well it really works the same way discouragement comes when the one you thought you were helping falls and you know any good steward of the lord's word is sad if they see a brother stumble and I, I would just say don't let that be a discouragement because, you know, God assures us that, you know, he'll He'll use us as a tool and that maybe the things that we're praying for aren't necessarily the things that God has in store. So I might have prayed for a great show and I might have prayed for like uh, friends that you've talked to where they wanted 100 or 200 people to stand up and shout glory and head for the river. Um, Mm. just don't be discouraged in what you're doing and never think that what you're doing is not worthwhile because you may be reaching someone that's dealing with things in their life and it may just take them time to process it and digest it and make the changes. Um, Everything's not always as we appear in God's plan, you know? So I would say the the discouragement is usually (laughs) self-inflicted you know, where we're just being impatient and wanting something to happen faster than God's plan is.
1: Yeah. Good point, Jim. Good, good point. Yeah. We're always, uh, we may be in a hurry, but God's not. And the old saying also, uh, it, most people don't fail. They just don't succeed fast enough.
0: Yeah. I try to teach it with my kids. You know, they, uh, boy, this younger generation these days, I mean, they're so quick to despair, you know, if, mm. I can't get it. I can't get it. Well, how many times did you try? Well, I tried it at least three times, and I'm a coke boy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to talk, guys. Come on. Yeah. Um. You got to try a little bit harder than that before you call uh, the white flag out.
1: Yeah. True. True. So true. Especially with with uh, with music. Well, I tried a couple times, and I guess uh, I guess uh, forget it.
0: Well, yeah. you probably remember the time if you play guitar. Like I mean, you know when you got young fingers and you start trying to hold down those strings on a fretboard and Ooh. you know, the blisters or the calluses that come and man, if I'd have quit every time I got one of those, uh, I'd have never gotten in front of a microphone once because it's always hard work. It really is. I mean, it feels cool. It's great because we love it. Yep. Um, we love to make the sounds, but, it's not easy by any means. You know, you have it's something that you have to work at, which mm-hmm. is the same as our Christian life, I would say too, is yeah. you know, it's something that we have to it's always constantly a work in progress. I mean, I guess if it's worth having, it's not easy, right? That, there you go. That's about it.
1: Anything worth having is not uh, not necessarily going to be easy to get. That's for sure. Jim, any final words for uh, the the listeners? Uh, let them know where they can find your, you and your music.
0: A lot of my stuff is on my manager's site, and that's mtsmanagementgroup.com. I also have a Facebook page, Jim Huddleston, and I would just say I'm thankful for the opportunity to minister to the folks out there. Very grateful. And I hope that they get something out of it. And I would just say, if you find something that you like about it and uh, something that blessed you, share it with somebody else. Um, Everyone could use a blessing.
1: Amen, Jim. Amen. We sure could. And you have been a blessing, uh, and you will continue to be a blessing through this interview. And I, I appreciate you. You've been a blessing to me today, and I, I'm sure to the listeners as well. So, uh, friends, I want to remind you that uh, you may be hearing this interview right now on Notespire Radio, WNSMDB. And if that's the case and you want to hear it again, don't forget that this is also a podcast, and you can go to your favorite podcast site, search the word "notes." N-O-T-E-S-P-I-R-E. And this is the NoteSpire Artist Insight. And you can hear the whole interview there. And as Jim said, uh please share it with somebody. Please share it. Uh, we would love to have you do that. Jim, thank you so much. You have uh it's been great talking with you today. Uh, and as I always say to uh, to the folks that we interview, let's uh, let's get together again, maybe after the first of the year, and uh, let's uh, let's let's catch up and see what else God is doing through you.
0: Absolutely, looking forward to it. Bob. Okay,
1: Jim. Thank you. You take care. We'll talk again. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Notespire Radio Artist Insight. We hope you've enjoyed the program today, and join us next time when we again bring you a unique look into the lives, music, and ministries of Christian artists here on Notespire Radio Artist Insight.